Matthew chapter 6 down into verse 9. We're now, uh, last week, started looking at this third request of the Lord's Prayer, your will be done on earth uh, as it is in heaven. But again, to understand uh, what this prayer is, we have to understand what we're asking for. So if we're supposed to pray this prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we have to know what is God's will. Because the, the will of God is something that often becomes just this ethereal, amorphous thing for Christians that is sometimes frightening, that is, that is, that is uh, like I said, again, again, just very mysterious. We don't know what to do with the will of God. So when we pray your will be done, there's often this, this, this feeling of, uh, of fear that the Lord's will might actually be done. Uh, and, and so last week we started looking at what does God tell us about his will, about his will? And we, we looked at two, the, the two wills of God, so to speak, the secret will. This is all from Deuteronomy 29, 29. There are things that, that God has not revealed to us. That's the secret will of God. And there are things that he has revealed to us. So last week we started looking at how do we pray that God's secret will would be done? The things we don't know about, things we don't know what he's going to do. We don't know his plans. We don't know why he's doing what he's doing. We don't know how he's going to do it. How do we genuinely mean your will be done when we don't know what his will is. And so we went to scripture to see scripture tell us, this is how you pray for that. This is where your heart needs to be when thinking about God's will, even when you don't know what his will is. So last week we saw that one thing we must be is we must be humble. We've got to realize that he is God and we are not, and that's a good thing. The second thing we saw is that not only do we need to be humble, but we need to trust God. That God has proven himself faithful over and over in a, in a thousand ways. And in a million ways we don't even know about. And then the last thing we saw is we need to be giving God glory. That we must remember that whatever we go through, uh, it will be for our good. It will be a grace for us. Even if we suffer according to God's will, it is a grace that in the end, not only will it be okay, we'll be better. We'll actually thank God for whatever we've gone through because he will have been, he will have been faithful. So that was how to pray for God's secret will to be done. So when we're praying, we realize there are things we don't know. That first part of Deuteronomy 29, 29, and we pray, God, your will be done. And I know there's things you haven't revealed to me. There's things you haven't told me. I know I don't know how this is going to work out. And I know there are probably things coming in the future that I'm not going to know about. And I don't know how they're going to work out. How can I pray your will be done, even though it might mean some pretty hard and difficult things that I go through. Uh, So that was the secret will of God. But not all of God's will is secret. Right? And, and we, we noted in Deuteronomy 29, 29, that most of Deuteronomy 29, 29 is not about God's secret will, but about the things he has revealed. So we, know, we actually know a lot about the will of God from scripture. But what do we do with that? What do we do with that side of the will of God? Today, we'll talk about how to pray for God's revealed will to be done. How to pray your will be done when we know what that will is. So let's stand in the honor of, uh, of reading God's word. We'll read Jesus' prayer again, this model prayer for us, and then we'll, we will pray uh, and then, and then break, break this down. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let's pray. 
Father, we ask you today that your will would be done here among us. And Father, that your will be done in the things that we know that we should be doing. That Father, uh, we would pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, so if we, as we saw last week, if we're not expected to be the ones to do God's secret will, then that's not the part of God's will that we should fret about. God's not up there with a secret will that he's hoping you accomplish or don't accomplish, right? God, God accomplishes his will without sometimes telling us, but it is not contingent on us, you know, he's up there fretting about whether or not we'll be obedient to a secret will that we do not know. Uh, when we fret, we're not, when we fret about doing God's will, we shouldn't be fretting about what we don't know, but rather what we do know about the revealed will of God. And so as we talk about doing God's will uh, today, uh, that's really what we're going to be focusing on, praying that God's revealed will would be done. Because again, we cannot know his secret will. We're not expected to. Uh, so, so if God expects us to obey his revealed will, How do we pray that his revealed will be done? And how do we think about God's revealed will? The things he has revealed to us. How are we supposed to think about that will of God? So first thing uh, that we need to understand about God's revealed will in general uh, is that rather than a mystery, God's revealed will can be known. It can be known that it is, it is knowable. That God's will is knowable. It is not hidden. So Deuteronomy 29, 29, uh, although there are the secret things that belong to God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. That we may do all the words of this law. God has revealed his will to us. And that revealed will is meant to be revealing, right? It's not meant to be a hiding of his will. The will of God that he has revealed, you can know it. You can know that will. If God has revealed it, if he has told us about it, if he expects us to know it, you can know it. It is not unknowable. And if we don't know it, like right off the top of our heads, like we're like, oh, but I don't know all of the Bible. I don't know every in and out of it. The Bible says, if you don't know it right now, you can actually discern it. So let's say there's a situation that comes into your life. You say, how do I react as a husband? How am I supposed to deal with this as a father? What is God's will? And you don't know it right then, but you want to be obedient. You know what you can do? The Bible says you can discern the will of God. That you can figure it out. That it is not some hidden and unknowable thing. It's not, it's not just going to be some sort of crapshoot. We can figure out is God's will. Because how we live is not part of God's secret will for our lives. The things you're supposed to be doing as a husband. Like, let's say, let's say Jerry has a situation. He's got to deal with it. And Jerry's like, what's God's will? God's will for Jerry is not hidden from him. Like how to be a good husband. If you're wanting to know how to be a good wife and you're in a situation, you've got, to, you've got to be the good wife and you want to know what should I do in this, that will of God in terms of what you should do is not hidden. 
It's there. He has revealed it. He has revealed everything that we need to know to live a good and godly life. How do we know that? He tells us that. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. God has revealed to us how we are supposed to live. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and Godwardness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. So everything you need to know to, you know, quote unquote, make a right decision, right? everything you need to know, he has supplied you with. He has granted. Remember that word granted is gifted. If you're remembering back from when we preached through Second Peter, like a year ago, uh, you're, you're, if you remember, he has gifted it to us. He's graced it to us. He's given it to us. All these things, everything you need to know for life, everything you need to know to live a Godward life, he has given it to you. So it's not hidden. He has revealed it. And so it's not something that you just cannot know. It is something you can know because he has given it to us. So there will never, there will never be a situation, Christian, where you're wanting to do God's will and he has not equipped you with the knowledge of what the right thing to do is. There will never be a situation where you're wanting to know how to live and God has not told you how to live. There will never be a situation where you don't know how to live Godwardly and God has not told you, that he has not gifted you, granted you all the things that relate to that. So since God has given us, since he has revealed to us all that we need to know for life and, and Godwardness, it then follows that if we're trying to figure out what to do, if we're trying to figure out what that is, we just need to discern it. We just need to figure it out. It's there. Our job is just to, is just to mine it, to know it, to, to figure out what that will is. It's not, it's not hidden. We just have to discern it. Romans chapter 12 uh, talks about discerning God's will. Romans 12 verse 2 tells us don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern. What is the will of God? What is the good and acceptable and perfect? So God's will here is not, it's not again this unknowable, cosmic, ethereal thing. It is knowable. Even for fools like us, right? It is knowable. Now you might have to put some work in it. It may not flash instantly into your mind. You may have to do some testing, some searching, some reworking of your mind, some renewing of your mind. And you might have to get yourself into the the right place. But when you do, then God's will will be discernible to you. It will be clear. It will be knowable. You will know the good an acceptable and perfect thing that you should do. we'll, We'll talk about the tools that God has given us to discern his will in just a little bit. But right now, we need to simply remember and to know that God's will is discernible. Because if we don't think God's will is discernible, we won't pick up the tool. If we don't think we can even know God's word, or God's will, then we're not going to go pick up the tools to figure out his will. 
If we think God's will is just this, this again, this, this amorphous thing, this hidden thing that you and I want to do, but we never know what it is. And so every door we open is kind of like a choose your own adventure story. Like, okay, I want to do God's will. I think as a husband, I should do this. And you open that and you go, no, you just ruined your marriage. Oh, rats. Well, I tried to be Godward and I, I was just, I just didn't do it. Uh, oh, I, you know, how can I be a good parent? I think I'll do this. You know, maybe we'll do family worship like this. And nope, that wasn't God's will to do it that way. And now, you know, now you ruined, you know, you ruined your kids and whatever. That's not how God's will is. So we need to know, first off, that God's will even is discernible or you and I will never, never do the testing. We'll never do the by testing you may discern. We'll never get to, to the testing and how we test it and how we figure it out and how we discern it. So the first thing we've got to know about the things that God has revealed, his revealed will, and there's quite a bit of it, is that it can be knowable. Everything you need to know about how to live a good godly life has been revealed to you and you can discern it. Everything you need to know about how to live a Godward life has been revealed to you and you can discern it. Paul talks about this discerning of God's will in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter five, verses seven through 10. I'm going to pretend like I was waiting on you to turn in your Bibles. All right. It's really just it says, therefore do not become partners with them for at one time, You were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. So you and I, we want to know how to walk our Christian walk. Well, what do we need to do? Well, he says, one, you're in the light. You're in the light. You can, you, you can see now. You are the light. Walk as children of light. You can, you can see you're not walking in darkness anymore. This is, this is what, what John is going to pick up in 1 John again as well, right? So now that you can see, you can discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Now we, we, we know that discerning, is, it doesn't mean to, to try and figure out some grand mystery, this is a confidence here. He's saying, you're in the light. It's not dark anymore. You can discern what is pleasing to the Lord. And what will that be? Well, what does he say in verse nine? Those things that are good and right and true. You can figure that out. You can walk as children of the light. The fruit of the light being what? All that is good and right and true. God expects us to be able to do that. It's part of the fruit of being his children. We're in the light now. We can discern what his will is. We can know the good and the right and the true. We can know the good and acceptable and perfect to combine the the Ephesians and the Romans. Those things are there. They're able for us to discern them. So we need to get away again from this idea of, I really want to be a good this, but I just don't know how. Oh, I really want to do God's will. I just don't know what it is. And I don't know how to know it. And so I'll just sit here and I'll pray. Well, your will be done. God has laid out his his will so that when we pray, your will be done, he would expect us to be trying to discern his will, trying to know what his will is. So when we say your will be done, we know what will we're talking about because he has revealed it to us. Not only can we discern it, the Bible says we can be filled up 
with this knowledge of God's will. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. So so what is it that Paul and Timothy have been praying here for this church? Has he been praying that God's will, which is some secret thing, they'll just figure out? No, they're praying that they would be filled with the knowledge of his will. Now, he doesn't mean, now, remember how Paul uses filling and whatnot, whether it be Corinthians or here, when when he's talking about this, he's not saying, I just want you to know God's will. That's not the problem. He wants them to be filled with the knowledge of that will. In other words, he wants their lives to be full of it. He wants them to be acting it out. Do not, you know, don't be, don't be drunk. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. Be living out spiritual things. Be doing here, be filling up with this knowledge, meaning you know it. Now fill yourself up with it so that it, 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 it is enacted out in you so that you embody God's will. So you take what you know and you put it to flesh. He wants them to be filled with that knowledge for it to change them. He's praying for them to be filled with the knowledge of God's will, praying that that knowledge would fill them up, that it would be shaping and guiding their life. But notice God's will for them, God's will for them isn't what decision should I make, but instead what? That they would know how to live Godward lives. That these people would know so that you might walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. I want you to be filled up with his will. I want you to, to take this knowledge and I want that knowledge of his will, which is, which is open to them, clear to them. I want that knowledge to fill you up so that you walk in it. He's expecting that they will know it and can know it. He just wants them to be full of that knowledge which again is so different from how we tend to think of the will of God. For us, grasping the will of God is like grasping will of the wisps. These little flighty things that we might grab, you know, they sort of float through our life. Oh, will of God. We might get one here and we know this will of God and then another. But the idea that we might be filled up, so filled with the knowledge of God's will. I know how I'm supposed to be as a husband. I know how I'm supposed to be as a wife. I know how I'm supposed to parent. I know how to be a friend. I know how to be a church member. I know how to be an employee. And I know how to act at the grocery store. I know how to act at the gas station. I know all of these things. I know what God's will for me is when I'm pumping gas. I know what God's will for me is when I go inside to buy a soda. I know what his will for me is when I'm picking and, and choosing what, what future I want for my kids. I know what God's will is. I just need to be filled with it. I need that to fill me up. I need it to be what shapes me and guides me because we know what it is. We need to be filled with that knowledge so as to walk worthy. Not because we don't know it, but because we might know it and not do it. The problem isn't that we don't know it. The problem is that we don't do it. And that's what he's praying. That they would be filled up with this knowledge. In fact, God's will is so clear that even a presumed non-believer can know it. Look at Romans chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. 
But if you call, so here he's laying out this Romans 1, like the, the ungodliness of the world, Romans 2, the you know, ungodliness of the Jews. And then he's like, yeah, we've all sinned, right? So like rats. Uh, and so he's laying this out. And what does he say in Romans 2? But if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will, and to prove what is excellent because you're instructed from the law. So you've got someone who rejects the gospel, but who knows the will of God. I mean, that wasn't a problem for the Jews. The problem for the Jews was they didn't know the will of God. But they didn't do it. The problem for the world isn't that they don't know the will of God or that it's unknowable, but that they don't care. I mean, even, even, a, even a lost person can read scripture and know the will of God for their lives. They just don't care about doing it. Their heart does not desire those things. I mean, Romans 1 says God has written a lot on our hearts. So we're even, we know that it is a right punishment for the gossip to be put to death. We know that. Everyone knows that. We know it is not the will of God for us to gossip. We know it is not the will of God for us to murder. We know these things. We just don't care. But we can know it. Even the, even the lost, presumed non-believer can know it. That's why the Bible says to not know God's will is actually to be foolish. Look at Ephesians uh, 5 again, but jump down to verse 15 and 17. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best use of your time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I mean, it's, 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 it's not the wise, the smart, the, the super godly that, that can know God's will. In fact, the Bible says you'd have to be a fool not to know it. It's the fool. It's foolish to not understand what the, the, the will of the Lord is. And again, that doesn't make sense if God's will is this hidden thing that, that we can't know. Why would it be foolish? Because God has revealed his will to us. For us to not know God's will is to try to miss it. You have to be trying to miss it. Because God has clearly laid out his will for us. And so when the Bible's talking about the will of God, Again, it's not this mysterious, unknowable desire of the Lord that he's waiting on you to do and you don't know if you're going to do it or not and you're going to try to do it, but you might not end up doing it after all. This, this will that's either going to bless you or curse you and you're kind of stumbling through the dark to figure it out, meaning the best, and God's just laying these various doors in front of you. I mean, that's, that's not how the Bible describes God's will. You can know the will of God. It is discernible. It can, you can know it so much that it fills you up. It's laid out so clearly that even an unbeliever can know it. You'd have to be a fool not to know God's will for your life. So then the question becomes, so how do we know it? How do we know this will? Because God's will isn't discernible by some, it's not, we don't just divine the divine mind. You know, I say, what is the, okay, the, God's will can be discerned. How do we discern it? And God says, okay, you kind of, you kind of get by yourself. And sort of you know, clear your mind and let, you know, my, my thoughts come in. Uh, and we don't just get it through some sort of intuition. But, but, but the, 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 the reason God's will can be known isn't just because God's will is so easy to figure out. God's will can be known because he has revealed it. 
Well, then, if we can know his will because he has revealed his will, the question becomes, well, where has he revealed it? Where do we find God's will for our lives? How does God reveal his will? And the first thing I want us to know is is just going to be how important this is to, to your understanding of God just in general and why we're talking about this. Because his revealing his will to us is part of his being our God. So, so Psalm 143 is going to tell us this. What does God do? He reveals his will to us because he is our God. Look at Psalm 143, verse 8 through 10. It says, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. For in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go. For to you, I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. God God doesn't hide his will from his people. He teaches his people his will. They come to him and say, teach us your will because you are our God. Let your Holy Spirit lead us in doing your will. This is why I can say that that talking about God's will as some unknowable and hidden thing is is a sinful disservice to God. It is to deny a bit of his divinity. It is to say that Your God is not acting like God towards you. So the idea that that God would hide his will from his people goes against the very nature of God as God. Do you know who hides their will from their people? Things that are not God. That's why they can never know what their God's will is because their God does not exist. Our God shows his Godhood by revealing his will to his people and guiding them in his will. That's why the psalmist can come to him and say, please teach me that will. You are my God. To be led by you. Assuming, being assured that that's what God does through his spirit. So again, how does God do that? How does God reveal? How does he make his will known? We're going to look at two ways that God reveals his will. The first, God's will is found in his word. And we saw this already in Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and our children forever. Now, what are these things revealed? Maybe he's talking about, again, some sort of actions or things we don't know about or some sort of secret things. He says, no, no, what? To do that we may do all the words of this law. What is this, 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 the word that God has revealed to Moses and to the people, that is his will. Secret things belong to him, but these things that he has revealed, he has given to us. So this, what is the revealing of God's will? It is the laying down of his word. Again, we go back, we see the same thing in Romans 2, 17 and 18, those verses we looked at with the unbeliever. It said, but if you call yourself a Jew Jew, and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will, 
and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law. So how do we know his will and how do we approve what is excellent? The good and acceptable and perfect, the right, the just and true. How do we know those things? Because God has told them to us. He has instructed them to us, instructed us with them from his word. So then how do you, how do, where do I find God's will? Where's it going to be? God has revealed his will in his word. I love Psalm 40 verses 6 through 8. It said, in sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O my God, your law is within my heart. If we are delighting to do God's will, where is that will going to be found? In God's law. And the writing of God's law on our hearts. That's why Ezekiel, Jeremiah, when they're talking about this salvation, this work that God's going to do in his people, it is, it is I mean, you go back to Deuteronomy. I mean, it's not, not a new thing. Uh, what, what's he going to do? He is, he is writing these things on our hearts. It's not that we don't know them. He doesn't reveal to us some new thing. He just causes us to do what we've already known that we should be doing. The things he's already revealed to us and to our children forever. So where can you find God's will? In his word. Now for us, that's the problem, right? That's the problem. For two reasons. We don't know the Bible. And the other reason, we ain't working to get to know it. We want to know what God, so God has laid out in his word everything we need and we're hoping he would print it in a little short piece of paper in a, you know, a 30-day devotional. (laughs) Can you trim that down to a 30-day devotional for me, Lord? Uh, I I mean, but I'll really commit to those those 30 days. He's, He's written everything that we need to know. Granted it to us, gifted us, gifted you with everything you need to know in order to be a a good wife, a good mother, a good husband, a good father, everything. And some of us will spend more time reading the instructions to the Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve than we will to God's word. We'll be just as confused uh, as we read them, but we won't stop. Now, some of you men will do just like you do with the Bible and say, well, I'm just going to do it my way anyway. And it'll work just as well in your life as it works in putting the Christmas gifts together. But God's will for us is there in his word. Our God in his grace has laid it out there for you. If you want to know what his will is and you're in a situation like, look, you're either going to know it already from the time you spend his word or you're not going to know it. If you don't know it, don't just get discouraged and say, God, please teach me, please please tell me, please put in the work. Get in his word. Try to figure out you don't know where to look. Call your pastors. We'll tell you, hey, that's a great question. Look here, here, here. This is what the Bible says here. This is what it says here. I hope you know that that anyone who's called us, when we shepherd you, we're not like, you know what? I've always thought this is a good thing for a man to do in your situation. I've always thought good parenting was like this. What are we always going to do? We're just going to shepherd you toward the word. Because it's in the word that we find everything that we need to live, how we're supposed to live. The will of God is there for every situation to guide you so that you can make the good and acceptable and perfect choice. 
Everything that you need to know the right and the true and the just thing, everything, it's right there. The problem with not knowing God's will isn't that he's hidden it, but that we're lazy. That we don't treat the Bible as guidance and a gift to us for how to live. We want the lazy. I mean, we are freeloaders when it comes to God's will in our life. We, we like handouts. We can grab about handouts all we want, but we want the Lord to give us a handout when it comes to his will because we certainly don't want to put in the work to know it. We don't want to get up and read it and have to adjust our schedule and all these things. We don't devour it thinking this is everything that I need to know how to live. If, if, I, if I want to get in a situation and know what I need to do, I better know this word. We just wing it. And our lives show that. Sometimes we wing it right. And things by God's grace happen to work out. But far more often we wing it wrong. And at the end we look back. And go, what happened? We didn't know God's will. Why did you not know God's will though? It was laid out for you because you didn't get into his word. You weren't as the psalmist said, I delight to do your will. Oh my God, your law is within my heart. That's where it needs to be. I mean, because you, you're, you're in a discussion with your wife and she's probably losing self-control and you're definitely not, right? In that situation. And if you're going to know what you should say to her, you can't go, time out. Let me get my Bible. Because I know you have spoken to me in a way that I think would probably be ungodly for me to respond the way I want to. But let me just double check. You can't do that. Your child has a question. Situation pops up. You got to address it now. How are you going to do it? God's law has to be written on your heart. You've got to know it. But he has revealed it. The problem isn't him. The problem isn't that he's hiding it. It is revealed. It is found in his word and Secondly, God's will is revealed in Christ. Ephesians 1, 9 and 10 says that he is making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him things in heaven and things on earth. Christ is the ultimate revealing of the will of God, which isn't surprising because he is the word of God made flesh. In Christ, the secret will of God has been even made bare. It has been exposed. It has been revealed. So, so when this says the mystery of his will, it's not saying that no one has known God's will, but rather in Christ, we find out how it is the will of God and how God is going, how he plans on uniting all things in heaven and on earth. It is in Christ. You know God's will? Look to Christ. But again, Looking to Christ is not going to be some sort of Eastern mysticism, pietistic, just thinking and, and gazing on his divine navel. 
It's going to be, how do you know Christ as he is revealed in his word? As the scripture is pointing to whom? From beginning to end, pointing to Christ and then telling us what? As we saw two weeks ago, three weeks ago, telling us what? Now walk as Christ walked. So the more you know about Christ, the more you know how he walked, the more you see what he's done in his word, the more you will know what God's will is for you to do. Because not only is Christ the revealed will of God, he lived out the will of God. So both ontologically, both in his being and in his doing and looking to Christ, you can know the will of God for your life. The will of God laid down in the word, revealed in Christ. God's will is not hidden. It's not hiding from you. His command, his law, it is all there to guide us uh, and to point us toward uh, our obedience uh, to it. So we can't, again, We cannot piously smokescreen the will of God. I really wish I knew it. I really want to. But it's right there. It's like, I feel like so many times our pursuit of God's will is similar to our children's pursuit of their lost shoe. Right? They're like, did you find your shoe? No. Mom, where's my shoe? Dad, where's my shoe? Did you look for it? Yes. And then you go over them and and where's the shoe? Right there, right? Like right by them. If you had tried at all, right? And that's what you say. Did you, you didn't try at all, did you? I tried really hard. Uh, And you're like teenagers. Uh, And (laughs) so you, you, all the teenagers just went, "Mm." and they're like, yes, Lord. Yes, that's true. But how often is that how we are with the will of God? God, what is your will? God, what is your will? You can't do that when he's laid right here. In his word, for you to read and know. We can't pretend like we want to know it if we're not spending time actually reading about the will that he has revealed for the situations that we don't even know that we're going to get in yet. So when you're praying, your will be done. And you're wondering, well, what is God's will for my life? When I pray, your will be done There it is, right in front of you. Or maybe maybe on your coffee table in the living room or maybe next to your bed on the bed stand, maybe maybe on the app on your phone that you're scrolling through Facebook instead of scrolling through it. But it's not under a rock. It's not hidden from you. It's knowable. So look in his word and look to Christ And you will find the revealing of the will of God for everything that pertains to life and Godwardness. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray. Let's just take a moment and just... I mean, we can't keep going through prayer and, and, not, and not pray, right? It'd be, it'd be silly. So let's ask God. 
And let, let's contemplate how, how we've been. Let's just take a moment for some contemplation and confession. Maybe some rejoicing in the Lord if there's been obedience in your life that you know has to come from Him. Look, we cannot disparage God by accusing Him of hiding His will from His people. We would not hide our will from our children. And He is not a worse parent than we are. We are not better parents than our God. He is not hiding his will. So don't disparage his goodness. Don't disparage his godness. And, and uh, some of us need to just repent and say, God, I'm sorry that I viewed you that way. I'm sorry that I treated you as, as if you would hide your good and perfect will from us and then just watch us miss it. I mean, some of us need to, need to repent that we've, that we've pretended to want to know his will. I mean, God's will has been revealed to us. And, and some of us, and sometimes we act like we don't know it when the truth is we just want to be disobedient. I mean, we know the type of husbands we should be. We know the type of wives we're supposed to be. So if you, if you say you want to know, if you say you want to know God's will, you just think about how much time do you spend in his word? Because it's probably directly proportional. The more confused you are with life, probably the less amount of time you spend in his word. Because you know what, you know what happens when people read the Bible? And, and we notice it, and this is why it's so sad that we have to be reminded of this. You'll read the Bible, and you'll go, and you'll talk, you say, I just read something that went exactly with what I was going through, or exactly with what a friend was going through, or I read something three months ago, and I remember, and oh, that's so good. But if we're not taking that stuff in, it's not surprising that we're walking blind. We have closed our eyes and pretended like the Lord has made it dark. So how much, how much time do you spend in his word? When we're praying your will be done, do you even really want to know his will? Are you working on what you already know his will to be? Or are you hoping to find some new will so that you can quit worrying about the thing that you know you should be doing and aren't? You want to know his will? Get in his word. You want to know his will? Guys, we've got to fix our eyes on Christ. He is the revealing of the secret will of God. He is the displaying, the living out of the revealed will of God. And if, I, if our eyes are on Christ, we'll want to be obedient to our Heavenly Father. We'll want to bring glory to the name of Christ that we bear. If we're not thinking about him, it's not surprising that we don't. It's not surprising that we don't want those things. So what is God's will for your life, Christian? His will is for you to know his will. So let's, let's, let's get away from our, our Christian tarot cards. And let's open our Bibles 
and see what he's made known to us. Truth is, we'd be foolish not to. Father, we come to you this morning, God. And we come humbly, as we always want to do with your will. We come humbly and we come trusting in you. Say, God, your will be done. When I see your will, God, in the word, I've got to so trust you that I know doing that will be better for me than not doing it, which is what I might want to do at that time. And I might have all these reasons to not obey you. All these reasons that it's hard. All these reasons that it's tough to be a good father. It's tough to be a good wife. It's tough to be a good parent. It's tough to be a good churchman. Whatever. All these reasons that I, all these excuses that I can make that I think are better than obeying your will. I think my will and I put it up on a pedestal. I follow my will. And then I pretend it's because I didn't know yours. Well, if only I'd have known God's will. If only I'd read, you know, this verse or done. No, God, we, we know your will. It is clear. So, Father, help us to crucify our flesh, our desires, and to truly say in our lives, your will be done. To look at ourselves as fathers and pray, your will be done, and to know what that's going to mean And how we live now. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not just praying, one day I'm going to be a good dad. One day I'm going to be the woman I'm supposed to be. One day I'm going to be the child I'm supposed to be. Well, when I get older, I'll obey my parents. One day I won't be disobedient anymore. Like we need to be these things now. And if we're your children, Father, we will walk in this light as you have revealed it because the love of Christ and his law will compel us to do so. So fix our eyes on your son. Because Father, it is when I look at him and I hate everything about me that is not where it is supposed to be. I hate what it says about him when I look at every failure of me as a husband, every failure of me as a father, either due to my ignorance or laziness or disobedience in the light of his glory, I hate them. And so I cry out, your will be done on earth now in my life today as it one day will be in heaven. Help us to gaze upon Christ like that and to yearn that we might walk in the light of your revealed will. For your glory and for our good. It is in the blessed name of Christ that we pray. Amen.